What's going on, everybody? This is James Grandmaster Facts Voice, and this is another episode of The Facts Project. Today, today's episode, special guest, Hilton George, founder and CEO of BlurredCon. Thank you very much for being here, sir. Thank you for having me, man. How you doing? I am doing absolutely well, man. I, For one, um, I'm a fan of the con, and I'm happy that you're here because for, the, for a lot of people that do not know, this weekend, BlurredCon is going in full effect. It is oh snap i gotta go brother no, <laughs> i got this interview is over no he's not <laughs> yes it is this weekend it's it's a couple days away man it's almost surreal <laughs> absolutely man so uh for, for the most part for a lot of people that do not know what what was the history of of blur con in its inception well i mean like a lot of people who uh who have spent any time in the con space you know, we often would go to conventions, especially if you didn't live in a major metropolitan city with a diverse population or even a chocolate city, and you would go to cons and you would see not us represented on the guest list and not us represented in the panels and not us represented in the subject matter of the panels and you wouldn't see as many of us in the vendor halls and and in the crowds, you know, uh, and, and that whole piece of, of, you know, where am I? as a black nerd, if that's even a name that I recognize, depending on who I am and where I live, you know, where am I reflected in the things that I love? Anime, you know, manga, you know, video games, comic books, cosplay, you name it. And, uh, you know, I had gone through a phase of going to cons and going to cons. I had gone from New York to Atlanta. I'd probably hit about maybe 40 or 50 conventions I had gone kind of crazy and I was just really enjoying my life as a cosplayer. And I just looked around and I said, you know, wouldn't it be dope if there was a convention out there that reflected, you know, the black nerd perspective and focused on diversity and inclusion and representation. And, uh, you know, I took it upon myself to kind of incept this idea, not really knowing where it would go or if it could go. Uh, and uh, just started, uh, you know, putting together the baseline pieces. And I called uh, my now co-founder and college buddy, Hassan, uh, you know, who, you know, he's been to law school, you know, he's run businesses, he knows about incorporation and all this stuff and said, look, here's my idea. Here's my pitch. You know, I want to, I want to make sure that we get this, you know, incorporated and I want to make sure the LLC is straight. I want to make sure that the copyrights are straight. I want to make sure the logos and the domain names and everything is locked in venues, contracts and everything before anyone even hears the name. Mm. And we spent about a year uh, just putting the bones together. You know, I mean, it, it takes that long before you launch a business. And then, you know, we came out with the promotion starting in summer of 2016. And it just kind of went out there and it got a life of its own. It's always been a convention where no matter who you are, you are projecting onto that name, whether you've been to the convention or not, mm -hmm. you know, your, your, your own uh, ideals and your own dreams and your own best, uh, you know, best uh, uh, wishes and images, uh, which means on one hand, it's a marketer's dream. You know, you really yeah. want, you know, your product to inspire people to think and, and project themselves into it and see themselves in the product. But at the same time, it also sets the bar very high because we have a lot of high ideals in right. the community about what a dope convention is or what an unconventional convention should look like. And so you got a lot of bullets to hit, you know, everybody wants the, the hottest this and the funnest that and the most excitement and, and, you know, so we put together this convention and it has just gathered a life of its own. And we have created a perfect vehicle 
where new ideas, you know, diversity, inclusion, blackness is able to be injected into this fun nerd space. And it feels seamless and it feels organic. And the people fill in the spaces that we create and make their own engagements and they make their own connections and their own impressions and they inject themselves into the convention. So when they look at the convention, they see themselves reflected back at them. And I think that's what the, if there is a magic to be had about BlurredCon, is kind of what is the magic of BlurredCon. And this is our year four rotation of the convention, even though this is the fifth year of the convention uh, as a whole, because as you know, we had to skip year uh, 2020 uh, for COVID. Right, and I remember, I, I think it was, uh, well, two years ago when, uh, when in 2019, when the last photos of BlurredCon happened, and it was like almost like this social media interaction where people were coming down the escalator. It was just like dancing. Everybody was just like having a good time. Cosplayers here, cosplayers there. Everybody was talking about it. And it was almost like, okay, we've just hit this like stratospheric level. And then yeah. here comes COVID. Oh man, listen, every convention, if you look at the history of cons and you know, if you look at the records or talk to anyone who's been in the con space for a long time, they will tell you about some of the biggest conventions you know of that when they started, they were small, you know, they were four or 500 people, you yep. know, they might've been at the holiday Inn day room to start or at some college campus and the student union to start before they became a dragon con or an Otacon or, you know, a San Diego comic con or whatever like that. Yeah. And every convention, you know, they kind of, humble along, they kind of do their thing, but then they hit a critical mass and then they hit their breakout year. And that's the year where like everyone who knows somebody has told somebody and everybody hits, you know, this top peak level of FOMO and they jump from 2000 people to 8,000 people in one or two years. This was going to be our breakout year in 2020, mm -hmm. I believe, because, you know, just the, the uniqueness of the convention uh, cr cut across all uh, fandoms and, you know, all geographies. And uh, just like you said, the pictures and the images, so many of the people, these are not professionals. These are most of this video is coming oh, from people's yeah. iPhones and stuff. So it wasn't like some overproduced video that just went viral. It was a combination of moments that were captured and, and going out into, you know, social media and on people's profiles and in their conversations. And we were just like, man, we got to be ready. 2020 is going to be the breakout year. You know, we're getting calls from the studios. Everybody's trying to do something with us. And we did a lot of that stuff virtually anyway uh, yeah. over the summer. You know, the work with HBO, Warner Brothers, TNT, et cetera, et cetera. But this was the year that we were <laughs> going to be like in the con space with it all. And so we were uh, really, really excited. But, you know, it's a once in a generation type of a calamity. Yeah. You know, a terrorist attack wouldn't have done it. A weather calamity wouldn't have done it. An economic turndown wouldn't have done it. But, you know, a, a virus. <laughs> hey, you, <laughs> you know, come on. can't do nothing with it. <laughs> you nope. can't do nothing with it, man. Nothing with it. God's God's raisins in my potato salad. That's what that was. <laughs> God sprinkled some raisins in the potato salad. Oh man, and there you go. Just looked at him and was like, nah, nah, yeah, we're not showing up for that. <laughs> but but as far as 2021 is concerned, now with uh, with a few days away, what are the precautions that you basically have taken uh, in order to get yourself live and ready to go? outside of the guidelines that are meant for for COVID, uh, for COVID in, in this in this era? Listen, uh, as a con runner and a con owner, it's uh, 
it's a position that's fairly unique and it's really hard for people to put themselves in my shoes because there's only a handful of people that are in shoes like this. Uh, on one hand, you think about safety in the abstract and you think about health in the abstract, uh, that they are supposed to feel safe and they're supposed to feel protected and they're supposed to be safe and protected. And that is your responsibility. It's a whole different thing. So me and the team, uh, you know, across all departments, you know, we just came together and said, listen, you know, we could play around with this. You know, we could play halvesies and split the difference and we could come up with some policy that's not going to tick anybody off or trigger anybody's, you know, inner QAnon or inner Hotep or whichever, you know, end of the conspiracy spectrum you may be on. And we could play it safe while not being safe. And the only thing I could think of is I've seen people doing that Facebook check-in or that Instagram check-in from the hospital with the tubes coming out of them because they got COVID. It's true. I've seen people do the posts where they're in the ICU with someone they love who's dying of COVID. And the idea that something like that could happen to someone that we invited into our space would just kill me. Like it would just, and I said, you know what? We are going to do vaccine only. Yep. I know there's going to be some folks that are going to vehemently disagree with that. And they're going to, we're going to get accused of, they're going to throw everything else at us. You know, there's going to be a whole quadrant of the, of the community that's not going to be happy with that. I said, but at the end of the day, it is our responsibility to be unpopular to that group in order to have safety for the majority. So to your question, one, we are 100% vaccine only for all adults 16 and older. Uh, the only reason we're not 12 and up is because they did not change the rule for 15 and 16 and up until just a couple of months ago, which wasn't quite enough time in the window for right. kids to do their two vaccinations, et cetera, two injections, et cetera, et cetera. So kids 15 and younger can come in with a negative COVID test taken uh, or the results being less than 48 hours old and can come in with that. But it's pretty much it. You're either 15 years or younger and you've got a vax test or some people are actually vaccinated. That's fine too. 16 and up, fully vaccinated. Both shots, COVID uh, vaccine card to show at registration to get your credentials and be able to come into the con space. Um, and on, the, on top of all of that, the Hyatt is doing, you know, evening cleanings. They are doing disinfecting. We're going to have our disinfecting stations. You know, uh, obviously it's a team effort, meaning that the community that is coming to the con is going to be asked to take their extra precautions because it's a mask mandate. As the they should. Into, inside of the convention space, you have to wear a mask. And uh, we do have outside spaces that are a part of the con space for the same reason. So, you know, the food truck rally has got a performance stage and uh, we're doing some performances and music and stuff out there. 15 food trucks, a uh, little mini car show is going to happen out there. There's a whole lot of stuff late breaking. Right. Uh, so there's going to be outside space where people are going to be a little bit more free, a little bit more relaxed, but it's outdoors. But when you're in the space, fully vaccinated, mask, boom. Um, and then obviously, you know, we're telling people, wash your hands, you know, you have to be conscious of your interactions. Right. Uh, you know, we are going to have, uh, you know, a great time and we are very physical. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been to Blurred Con. It's very emotional. You know, people it is. are crying. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm crying usually at some point because of some, you know, emotional moments happening. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, okay, just be conscious of what you're doing and how you're interacting uh, and just be safe. And we'll come through this. And in two weeks after Blurred Con, you're not going to see a whole bunch of people 
checking in from the ICU saying, oh, BlurredCon got me, or I got the blurred crud, or something crazy like right. that, and everyone will be safe. And this is the most important piece, James, I'm telling you. Other conventions are watching BlurredCon. Mm -hmm. I'm in conversations with the con runners of huge conventions all across the country that are asking me, how are you doing your check-ins? How are you doing your safety checks? How are you checking credentials? How are you keeping your surfaces safe? How are people reacting to, you know, the evolving news coming from the CDC versus, you know, you guys not changing your rules for blurred con, you right. know, all of that stuff. And when they see that we can come through this and be successful, not only are you going to see better rules and better posture from other conventions, but there may be some conventions this fall that might feel like they could actually happen. And this could be the thing that ushers conventions back for the right. fall. And so we try to do it right because there's a lot riding on it. Yep, because convention season, it's it's a season for a reason. There's it, literally, there's a time frame amount uh, around the year where a lot of us get together and want to see possibly like a guest that we haven't seen in a very long time. We want to we want to realize that the nostalgia is, is there. We want to see our favorite cosplays. We want to see our favorite panels and everything like that and just have those talking points. And to to be in that open space in the field comfortable is the most important thing. And basically from what you put forth, it seems like it's a hit, it's a home run. I mean, I, I realize that you have a lot of precautions yes. going to it, but oh, there's, yes. there's a reason, there's a reason for the season, man. Well, let me tell you, it's, it, you know, when you throw that rule out, you know, you got your, you know, there's a very, very, very vocal minority of people that really, really rejected the idea and yeah. are really not happy with us right now. It'll be okay by next year, but right now, we're not on the Christmas list, but the the amount of people who were on the fence about going back to cons at all and about not going back to conventions until 2022, mm -hmm. who heard about the precautions we're taking, they were not as vocal, but they're voting with their purchases and their reservations. And, uh, you know, the bad sales are, we have the highest pre-sale badges right now than we've mm -hmm. had in the entirety of our convention run. 2019, which is our biggest year, and we had like 6,500 attendees, we didn't have this many pre-sale badges sold. Hmm. Uh, so there's there's definitely, uh, you know, a, a, a safety factor uh, out there that people find attractive, and I think it's actually going to work uh, as far as people uh, uh, coming out, feeling good, feeling comfortable, and having a good time. And to your other point, man, another thing to remember is that a lot of us, and I, this is me, I didn't know about this, I couldn't even fathom it because we were living this this different reality up until now, mm -hmm. is that my social life centered around cons in a way that I had no idea it did. <laughs> I took completely for granted. I usually go to between 10 and 20 conventions a year. Right. And I usually go with friends or members of my blurred con team. And I see people from in Atlanta. I know who I'm looking for from in New York. I know who I'm looking for from in Philly. You know, it's kind of like this thing, you know, we go out to eat, right. you know, we go to after parties. And then when con stopped, I'm sitting in my house and I'm like, Oh damn, I ain't got no friends. <laughs> like, I, I didn't know I didn't have any friends until I couldn't go to cons. Right. And I was sitting there like, wait, I only know like maybe four or some people who live in the DC metro area just, mm. you know, because even members of my team are out in Virginia Beach and right. Delaware and Philly and New North Carolina and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, I got to get back to guns just because I got to see the people <laughs> that I know. Yep. So our, a lot of us are socialized. Our interactive, socialized, physical is through the con space. And it, it reminded me of that 
just going through this last 18 months of uh, of big screen watching. It's true. Now, now, in, now, let's go back a year because within that time frame that we weren't seeing each other, there was a lot happening, and it seemed like the blurred community as a whole stuck together, <clears throat> made sure that they talked to each other virtually. Had uh, I, regardless of the Zoom meetings that were that I'm having with you in order to incorporate this podcast, they were doing Zoom meetings with each other. There was uh, mm -hmm. there was there was clicks that were happening on Instagram and on Twitter and everything like that. The community was thriving, but more so waiting for a vessel that was going to mm -hmm. them in. Absolutely, absolutely. I think what has happened is actually fairly remarkable. We are now as a society have evolved and integrated with technology as a connective means of socializing in a way that would have taken five to 10 years in a natural art. We wouldn't have been here Very true. without COVID until like 2030 or something like that. You know, everybody has got a job where you technically could telework, but no one's going to send the whole workforce home, you know, to mm -hmm. do what you could do at home because, you know, whatever, whatever. And obviously, you know, we've had Skype for decades, you know, it's for, yes. it seems like it. And I've never really Skyped as a social thing. Like, why am I going to talk to my parents? I'm going to see them next week or, you know, Craig and them up the street. I'll just go and hang out with them at happy hour, whatever, whatever. And so we were forced into this, this virtual space. And I mean, look at us. Like, yeah. I'm, I don't have a podcast, but, but I have a backdrop now. Like, yeah. I've, I've put this as a backdrop to speak to. This was all last year. With a, Right, right. You know, I'm like, I've never had a backdrop. Like, somebody hit me on a, on, a, on a call on Facebook or something like that. They get me in the kitchen behind me and whatever's on TV and mm -hmm. whatever, whatever. And so we, we have evolved and adapted in a way that not, we would not have normally done. And I think that's what has kept us together. However, I do believe that it's a stopgap and not a new foundation. Um, I think that this will be a new way for us to stay connected in between conventions and in between our physical hangouts, we're right face to face, and we will make you know stronger and better connections in between our our, our direct interactions. Mm -hmm. uh, but this will definitely not be a substitute long term for what we want to do in a physical space because we are social physical right. beings, and we, especially black people, you know, yeah. if, I don't oh, know yeah. if anybody out there if you're not black. And you're you're watching this podcast. Listen closely. Black people in large gatherings can be exhausting if you are not ready. <laughs> and I'm talking about, come on, man. You know what I'm talking about, man. I, you will throw your shoulder out from DAP because mm -hmm. you, you're not just shaking hands and high five, and you are, and then you bring it in. And mm -hmm. you, you know, you do it, and you do that 10, 20, 30, 100 times back to back for a day. And you're gonna be back in your room talking about man, what, what did I do today? I don't know why like I tore my rotator cuff. I tore my rotator cuff because you know my man who just got off the you know the, the Redskins training camp decided to dap me from cross the room and yank yeah. me across the table, whatever. You know, so that's kind of our physical space. You know, we want to hug and we wanna dap and we wanna, you know, just have that tactile and that that verbal and that visual experience. And so when the cons come back, I think we're gonna see an amazing run on the con space. I think once people get vaccinated and people get comfortable with the protections that are in place, either from the vaccination in combination with masks and distancing, et cetera, et cetera, you know, you're going to see people coming back into the con space, you know, from being completely backed up. And there's just going to be so much energy. It might, that run might last two years, but I think there's going to be an opportunity there 
both for con runners, con attendees, cosplayers, gamers, to really, really make something of that physical space that we uh, have missed so much. So, so let let's talk about the uh, what are what are the happenings and the events that are going to precede itself this coming weekend. Well, we talk about evolution and adaptation. Uh, it's really interesting because in what is supposed to be a down year, mm -hmm. we are doing more with this year's blurred time than any other blurred time we've ever done before. It's I have like ideas <laughs> that that I have tried to put out there that just have not gotten traction because they weren't necessary. You know, I've always wanted to do outdoor concerts and I wanted to do outdoor music. And, you know, this is the second year technically of the food truck rally, uh, you know, that was necessitated by expansion. And, uh, you know, the VIP section and us using more of the interior space of the convention and the hotel are all, you know, just reactions to us trying to figure out how to make a safer, more spread out space. So, uh, to the first thing, I mean, we are having an actual live stage out on the food truck lot. Uh, you know, it's going to be DJs, there's going to be some live performances. I mean, we're running that list up as we go. There's a lot of stuff that's going to be like right up to the minute, you know, acts and, and DJs and performers that are going to be put on the schedule. I got my man, Chris uh, IQ, who's the new uh, music uh, director for BlurredCon, who's uh, putting together the show. Shout out uh, to him. Uh, we've got an amazing cosplay contest uh, with sponsors uh, that come from the community. You know, we got uh, cosplay contest sponsor uh, Urban Anime Lounge, which is a huge staple oh. of the online black nerd, you know, space on Facebook and Instagram. And they're coming in and sponsoring the, uh, the prize packs. So, you know, we really are able to go all out with the prize packs with, you know, the trophies and, you know, the, the, the big checks and the whole nine yards. Uh, and that's really great. Uh, we also have, uh, we're doing a new uh, promotion that I really think is amazing from this group called uh, uh, Black Cosplay Boosters mm. uh, called 365 Days of Black Cosplay. Now, you're all familiar with 28 Days yes. of Black Cosplay. We're doing 365 days, right? What it should be. <laughs> so what we're doing is if you're a cosplayer, you're coming to BlurredCon, we're going to take your picture. You know, the BCB crew is going to get your information down. And every single day, starting the week after BlurredCon, we are going to have a new cosplayer with a bio going around the 365 days of this uh, of that next year. Amazing. Uh, and uh, obviously, we're doing video games. The Arcade Atrium is going to be huge. MAGFest is sponsoring that. Mm -hmm. It's probably going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 or 60 games between the cut well actually more than that so we're looking at probably 70 if you're counting the consoles the candies the cabinet games right the uh, RPG be amazing. tops too right yeah yeah absolutely uh and you know what's funny if you if you were at 2019 we did something really cool we had a dj stage surrounded by video game cons consoles mm -hmm. so the dj was playing music in the middle of this arcade and you'd get like a hundred or some people at any given moment getting up doing the Cupid Shuffle or the, the you know the electric slide or or doing a break dance you know yep. challenges and stuff like that happening. But that's the integration of black culture and blackness in the nerd space that is like so literal and direct that I just I just love the music aspect. We're also bringing back the barbershop. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Were you in 2019? I was not, and I heard uh, about this. Okay, listen, man, this was a shot in the dark, okay? And here's why. You know, just like you, like me, any other black man out there, we go to a barbershop, 
you know, you, you sit down in the long line for your barber and there's a guy sitting here, might be a little new, but ain't nobody in his chair. And he'd be like, look, it might be an hour wait for me, man. You know, I, I, I like to cut your hair and stuff, but, but my man Johnny over here is kind of new, but ain't nobody in his chair. If you need to get your cut now, yep. what do we do? Nah, I'm good. Mm, <laughs> I'll wait. I don't want nobody I don't know. So here I am bringing two barbers that nobody knows, at least not as far as BlurredCon is concerned, to see if people are going to sit in the chair and get haircuts. And it turned out to be a huge hit. And this year we got this group called ClipDart. And mm. it's a nonprofit. It's night, it's nationwide, sponsored uh, this 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 uh, this new iteration of the shop that we're doing. And we got a guy coming in from Colorado. We got another guy coming in from Arizona. Amazing barbers. You can see them on our social media. They got videos and everything. They are really amazing. Mm. And they are going to be cutting hair at a discount for the whole weekend. So if you coming in to get, I, I, here's what I said, get your blade fade or your Aqualad lineup, you know, <laughs> for your cosplay, you can come get that done in real time. We got, we bought them legit barber chairs. You're not sitting in some, you know, stool. Right. It's like a legit barber chair and the whole nine yards. And that's coming back. Uh, obviously the cosplay contest is going to be huge this year. Cosplays, people are working on it. If you're watching people in their social media, everybody's got good stuff cooking up. We got the 24-hour anime screening room as usual, the 24-hour uh, uh, RB, RBG room plan, RPG room plan. We've got uh, the uh, parties, man. Listen, you ready for this? I, Are you I, sitting I, down? I, no. You're actually sitting down. I can see. I am sitting okay. down. <laughs> okay, check it out. Check it out. First of all, we're doing a glow party both Friday and Saturday night. Okay. okay. So, I mean, we're talking UV black lights everywhere. Your teeth are going to glow, right? Uh, this came about as an idea, obviously, because black lights and UV lights are supposed to help kill bacteria and microbes in the air and all this sort of stuff. And I said, well, that'd be a cool, that'd be a cool theme and a little nod to the health and safety of the space. So right. we're having black lights just running. It's, it's a huge space. It's going to be a glow party. We got uh, body painters and face painters with glow paint, you know, that you can't even see till the black lights hit it. We got, it's going to be insane. And guess who's going to be spinning? On that Friday, we got the Sailor Boom party. Have you ever heard of Sailor Boom? I have heard of Sailor Boom. Man, listen, these sisters get down, all the way down. It's a tandem DJ duo. Yeah. Uh, hijinks and dimples, they get together. Usually they're in Sailor Moon cosplay, but they right. do other cosplays too. And they just have, they just tear the whole building down. So they're going, when we build the building back up after they tear it down on Saturday, we're doing something that has never been done anywhere in any convention we are doing a pre-dawn party. We're oh. starting at 11. We're starting at 11 o'clock, and we're going to go till 5 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. Wow. You are going to be crawling on your belly out of that party, just drenched, just can't yeah. take no more. We are going to get every bit of party out of you that you have been building up for two, almost two years is going to come out this weekend at BlurredCon. That's amazing. Now, the next thing is this food truck rally is going to be so off the hook, man. We have got a curated list of, of barbecue and, and waffle cone and pizza and sliders and noodles and hot dogs and ice cream and, you know, and, and all black home, by the way. Yeah. Food trucks are going to be at the Hyatt 24 hours a day serving you. Uh, this is some of the best food that you can get anywhere in the area. Anybody tells you, if you've ever been to the D.C. metro area, that food trucks have some of the best cuisine, bar none. Best food is going to be some that you're going to have, the best food you ever had at a con. And that's going to be from noon 
on Friday till three o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday. So that's going to be around the clock as well. Uh, we still have, believe it or not, even though it's been COVID, we still have almost a hundred panels, workshops, and demos happening over the weekend. Okay, and I'm talking everything from you know learning how to do the bachata uh, to fire spinning to you know you name it. It's it's going to be on the schedule. Just came out today, so if you go and look, you can see all the really cool stuff gotcha. that's happening. This year, we even got a sponsor for some people have been asking for for years and years and years and i have not been able to bring it to you in the black way that i have always wanted to do it and that's why it hasn't happened so america blame okay. me it's my fault i'm being eccentric but we are having a speed dating ah. <laughs> and listen when listen black folks want to get it in we have been waiting for it and i finally got this sister who's local, who's got this app, this dating app, and, and she's going to be demoing it and using it for this thing. And, the, and here's the theme of it. I choose you. And it's that Pokemon theme with the ball yeah. and everything. I was like, okay, all right. So people are going to be throwing Pokemons at, at the brothers and the sisters all. Like, you see somebody. Gonna, yeah, give them a Velcro shirt. You know, let it be. And, and, and while I'm skipping a lot of stuff, okay, right. you know, the vendor hall, you know, we got the community room with other conventions, and we got Karen Ashley as a guest. We got some amazing cosplay. We got Dax Exclamation Point. We got Violet Verse. We got, you know, Wreck It Ronnie. We've got Yellies uh, coming uh, almost directly from Australia, but now she's living in Florida, but we're her first American convention. All of this stuff is happening. But you got to remember that BlurredCon is 24 hours a day. Yes. Start at noon on Friday. Do not turn the lights off and shut the doors until three o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday. So if you come to Blurred County, you're waiting for the lights to go out and us to do this and push you out to space so you know when to go to sleep, mm -hmm. when the time to eat, or when is it, that's not going to happen. You're going to look up and it's going to be four in the morning. You're going to be waiting for somebody to tell you you're up too late and it's not going to happen. Right. So get your Red Bull, your Monster, your five-hour energy, whatever you got to do, mm -hmm. but be ready because we're going to keep, it's, the party's going to keep going. I think that's one of the, the benefactors that basically sold everybody on on Blur BlurCon. Like as far as conventions go, yeah. like the fact that we have a time limit to 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 suffer through and just like do exactly what we need to do. Sometimes we don't realize how much is going on, and then all of a sudden five o'clock happens, and here comes security. So right. doing this, yeah, doing, doing this. Like, hey, <laughs> come back tomorrow. Right. If you need to. I don't have a ticket tomorrow. So what? All right, you know, like see you later. Mm -hmm. But one of the big things I remember from BlurredCon was the fact that, you know, we're here, we're, we're in the building and we're, we're meeting people as we go and they're from everywhere. And yes. there's, there's just no way of stopping the channel of people that are going along the networking that's happening. The, the panels and the workshops, of course, because uh, of course you, you've, you've had the opportunity to keep your ear to the community within the past year. Um, I know of uh, uh, certain friends of ours, uh, Curtis Brown from uh, Heads Nerds in Charge. Uh, uh, yes. That's, that, that's one of my brothers. Uh, of course, my, my brother, uh, Darnell Hicks from uh, the Party Nerds, we've all been in line mm -hmm. as far as just like passing on the word. Be like, hey, you know, Blurred Con's coming up. Da -da -da. You know, th this has also been in passing because we understood how, how much of an up and coming con it was three years ago to where we where to where we're at right now we only see the best of things going forward and how the future is going to perceive and just run rampant with this 
Yeah, when we first came out the box again, you know, we threw the kitchen sink at the con because we didn't know what was going to stick. You mm -hmm. know, there was so many ideas of what the ideal black nerd convention would be. And when you, as you, if, you know, as a creator, as a podcaster, mm -hmm. you know, you get a feel for your audience and you, you kind of let them steer the direction. Like, oh, okay, that, that, that was something I thought would pop off, but didn't quite pop off the way I thought it would. But this thing over here, I wasn't paying attention to, really blew up. So next year, we're going to lean in a little more of this, a little more of this, a little more of this. And, and, and it starts to refine. And you see that people are kind of like finding their groove. And I think that's the magic of the con space that we want to maximize, is that we're not micromanaging the day, even though we do have a lot of stuff going on that we are managing. What's really happening is that we're creating a space for people to come in, insert themselves, inject themselves, project themselves, interact in their own way, and create their own moments. Because that's what the con experience is really about. It's collecting moments yep. and memories. And the real key is that if you can take a moment in time and if you can you know, attach an emotion to it, you know, you'll never forget it. And so what are we doing and that's my thoughts. What are we doing at every minute to create that emotional tether to this moment? I don't care if it's playing video games or playing Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh or, or going through the vendor hall or just hanging out in the lobby or whatever it is you're doing. Yeah. And nine times out of 10, it's either food or music, mm -hmm. you know, or both, you know? And, and I think as long as you have those two things and you have this open space and, and create that time for people to interact, you know, they're going to make the most of a 24-hour convention. I mean, it's not like, you know, we're Disney World open 24 hours. And, you know, I couldn't do Disney World 24 hours. I'd, 10 hours, I'd be ready to go home, done. Yeah. But Blur kind of has a little bit more of an endurance to it because it's more organic energy because you're talking. You're, you're up because you're in a conversation with two people you just met from Detroit. Yep. You know, or you're at the bar hanging out with somebody you thought was too big a star to be sitting down talking to the likes of you and you're a fan. You know, those are the kinds of things that I, I love about the blurred space. And I think if we can continue to do that, even in the post-COVID era, you know, people are going to walk away and be like, blurred kind of hasn't missed a step. Glad I made it out. Can't wait for 2022. It's true. Now, if you could put yourself in the space of being a 23-year-old 20, Black man who has the opportunity to go to BlurredCon for the very first time, what does that look like? Well, um, there's some people that are uh, self-described introverts who are very wary of going to conventions uh, by themselves or solo, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I understand that because I, as, as someone who had to kind of spearhead the promotional end of BlurCon by hand, had to go to a lot of conventions alone that I didn't know people at. Very and, you true. Know, it was kind of just emails and social media connections and stuff. People will tell you that BlurredCon feels like a family reunion. We actually, actually had a theme for our second year was called the reunion after year one uh, for that reason. you know. And it's because when you walk into the space, you kind of feel like you're at home. Mm -hmm. And for some people, they've never seen that before. You know, when you walk into an alien space, you may never have been to Arlington, Virginia. You may have never been to DC. You may have never been to the Hyatt. You may not know anybody directly other than maybe I saw them in social media or something like that. But when you walk in, you know, everybody's kind of connected. We feel like, okay, we're, 
we're in this safe space. You know, you can you can walk up to someone you don't know and, and start speaking or join a conversation or play against them in a video game or playing Dungeons and Dragons. There's so much interactive stuff going on. Do not be afraid to take that adventurous leap and coming to BlurredCon for the first time. I would even go so far to say for anyone for whom which this is your first convention at all, mm. this is a great convention to start. Because one of the missions of BlurredCon uh, is not just about creating a, a dope nerd space for Black people at BlurredCon, this three days out of 365 in one place during one time. It's also to help galvanize a community so that it better you know, comes together at non-Blurred conventions. You know, we're starting to see that. You know, when I go to other conventions, and I'll say, you know, you go to MomoCon, you go to Otakon, you go to, uh, you know, Dragon Con, you go to New York Comic Con, Anime NYC, uh, you know, Philly Comic Con even, you're seeing more meetups. You know, Black Nerd photo shoot, Black cosplayers, the Wakanda theme, you know, all this stuff. And we come together and we kind of like high-fiving and we're dapping and stuff. Even though this space is not necessarily defined for us, we are creating connections mm -hmm. in spaces that are not connected for us. And I think that there is something to be said about having a blurred space where you can say, oh, I can do that. Because I might be in Detroit, never been to Detroit. I might go to Detroit and go to a con and right. see you. And if I do, I now have made this connection and we can come together. Or, or go to the, 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 the fan page and be like, hey, where are the, where are the black folks gonna be at, at you know, Houston Comic Con or whatever. Yep. And we are like, oh yeah, no, we're used to that now. We're getting more used to coming together in these spaces. So definitely come out. I say, be ready. Get yourself some sleep in that first night and come on Thursday, okay? Because remember, we open the doors at noon and usually for hotels, check-ins between three and four. So you don't want to be messing around with bags and I just, my plane just arrived or I have to park my car. I got to offload my stuff. I got to check into my room. Got to go to registration. I got to do all this stuff. You might lose half a day one just getting into the convention if you're making Friday your day one. Pay the extra, you know, 100 or $200, whatever it is. Come in on Thursday so you can wake up fresh go hit the, hit the floor, do the welcome stuff, kind of be a part of that opening ceremony. And then, you know, you got yourself an additional eight hours of con that you didn't have to worry about, you know, just all the other stuff that you got to do. So if you're 23 years old, first of all, bless, <laughs> you know, because I know your knees ain't going to hurt when you're walking around. Nah. Use that energy. Get ready to dance. Wear breathable clothes. Get, get yourself some masks, you know, that are going to work uh, for you and uh, mm -hmm. you know maybe you have something that works with your cosplay yeah and just be ready to socialize man we're ready to we're ready to, to get back together man we're ready to for, to hug it out definitely and and to put yourself uh ahead of uh ahead of the curve with this weekend and going forward where do you see BlurredCon in the next couple of years oh man that's a good question uh you know at one point before covid my vision for BlurredCon was to be able to do the convention not as this standalone event sitting at one point on the calendar like a lot of events do, like a holiday or something. But I wanted it to be a culminating event made up of a whole lot of smaller interactive events that are happening around the calendar and around the country mm. that then come and culminate during that weekend, which means doing smaller pop-up events, doing events at other cons, bringing content to other nerd spaces, creating new nerd spaces in spaces that may not be designated for nerds. Uh, in 2019, I brought 50 uh, cosplayers 
to uh, Afropunk in Atlanta. Mm. And, you know, we did a big show out out there and just kind of, you know, had this nerd out space where it's like, okay, we're going to pierce this veil, this very thin membrane between the black punk group, uh, community and the black nerd community. And if we can bring those together, we'll double our power just like that. So right. that's a mission I have with Afropunk and we're working on that. We're also doing things with, uh, you know, STEM. You know, we're, we're in conversations with Afrotech out in Oakland uh, uh, from our partners and friends over at Blavity that we're actually trying to do things to help kind of bring some of that cultural aspect to STEM outreach and STEM education and STEM careers. Because 99% of black nerds, well, 99% of engineers and people working in, in the black tech sector are blurs. Yeah, you know, but indeed. they only experience their nerdness one-on-one. -on -one. They watch their anime at home or they read their comic books at home. They play their video games at home, but they don't go to cons and they don't go to common spaces. Part of my evangelical mission is to bring those blurs out of the closet and say, hey, there's a physical community that you can connect with that you have never had an opportunity to speak to directly. And we'd love to have you. And so, you know, come on out of your basement, come on out of your apartment, come on out of your, your workspace and, and come enjoy this, this, uh, this opportunity. So those are the kinds of things that we're hoping to do as much as we can in this fall, but definitely more so in the spring uh, of 2022 uh, to get more events out there, get more exposure, get more galvanizing and sticky events, I like to call them, happening right. in your town. And, uh, you know, maybe we can kind of create a little bit more of that year round feel uh, and spirit to convention than just the one weekend that we have every summer. That's excellent, brother. So for anybody that has uh, never been to BlurCon, uh, this weekend, the 17th, 18th and 19th, correct? Uh, actually, 16th, 17th and 18th. 16th, 17th and 18th at the Hyatt in Crystal, uh, Hyatt Crystal City in dc pretty much it's uh if you know anything about the dc metro area uh -huh. you got a little river between us and dc we're actually closer to dc than most parts of dc okay uh, we're about 500 yards from reagan national airport right in arlington virginia uh, a lot of easy ways to get there by train by bus by metro by plane and it's just a really 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 great spot to have us and uh you know when you see it you'll know what we're talking about of course man well, I, hey, I appreciate you doing this with me. This is this is excellent. Uh, please, please, everybody that's listening out there, look forward to BlurCon. If, you, if you're not going to make it this year, look forward to doing it in the next couple of years. Hilton is guiding our way through the future as far as cosplay and the panels that, that are basically put forth on within a black experience. And it's, it's nothing but fabulous work that you guys have been doing for, for the past couple of years and going forward. And I only wish you guys the best. So I look forward to it every year now. I, I went hey, well, two listen, years ago. I'm looking to come. You got, look, you're, you're my friend. You're, you're in my friend Darnell. He is going to get a swift kick to the shins if he don't get himself to BlurredCon soon. I've been talking to his brother way too long. Yes, he, I yes, see he him has. everywhere. And we got, we got to get him out, man. I told him, I said, man, you got to come on through. We got to make it work. And, uh, you know, if, even if it's not this year, it'll be next year. This is going to be a breakout year, man. And, and we're really, really uh, uh, just like, super excited for what's going to happen this year. And, you know, the weather's going to be great and, the, and all the guests and all the fun and the community right. is going to come out. And, man, we can't wait. So, you know, guys, if you guys are coming out, keep an eye out for me because I'll be keeping an eye out for you. 
welcome home. Indeed, man. So for anybody, BlurCon this weekend, please hit up uh, BlurCon on all social media platforms. Am I correct? Twitter yes. and Facebook. Yep. Uh, we're even on Twitch a little bit, but you can definitely check up. You can check us on our website, BlurredCon.com. If you type in BlurredCon, if you're commu- if you're confused about where we may be on any pl- any uh, social media platform, type in BlurredCon and you'll see our group on Facebook, our page, our events. Everything will come up. The community is there waiting for you. So come on in. It's going to be a blast. And we'd love to have you virtually and in actual actually at the con space this weekend. Definitely, man. And good luck and congrats on BlurredCon. So Facts Project, Hilton George, Appreciate you, brother. We are out.